The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my co-host, Joe Truini. And you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you're going to find anywhere. And I guarantee you we're going to have a little fun along the way. And we certainly want to be able to share with you a lot of things that you might be interested in around your home. During this hour, we're going to talk about countertop maintenance and improvements, what you can do before the holidays in order to get your kitchen looking a little bit better. Also, talking about a new flying insect trap for the inside. They're getting better and better. We're going to outsmart those guys at some point. Also, (laughs) water seepage problems. Of course, we have a lot of those each and every week, but we're going to talk about that, a unique problem in Pennsylvania. And of course, we've got a lot of emails. And Joe, what about that simple solution coming up in a bit? Give us a little tease. A little tease. I, I have got a quick tip on how to use dental floss, of all things, when you're gluing together wooden parts. Hmm. Well, I haven't heard that one. Okay. Looking forward to that. And hey, we're looking forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by going to todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or you can give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Today's Homeowner hotline, 800-946-4420 is that number. Um, Joe, we've got a lot um, going on, but man, this is um, got kind of a couple things happening this week. You know, uh, this, re- th- this semi-retirement I'm trying to ease into, uh, <laughs> suddenly I'm feeling um, a little little retired. And uh, it, it, so, so what, what happened? Uh, well, first of all, I'm sitting here with my leg elevated. Oh, I no. have an I- ice bag on my knee. Because I had a little ladder mishap yesterday, you know. Is that with the raccoons in the boathouse again? No, no, I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm, I think I've won the raccoon battle. I think okay, I have. We're, we're like three weeks now, no sign of raccoons, but they you, may you just You went be. through four pounds of cayenne pepper, but you got I, rid of the raccoons. I, I, Good I know, you. I know. I think I have. So hopefully okay. that'll that, that'll hold up. But but no, I was uh, at the office there. You know, we were uh, moving a lot of things around, um, donating a lot of things to charities, doing a lot of right. things that we've had around there. And I had a little mishap on the ladder fell fell kind of forward oh, no. not not too far and I had a large cabinet I was working with trying to get it off a shelf luckily right. someone was there that caught most of the cabinet the other part of the cabinet landed right on my knee so oh. um it's uh, bruised up pretty bad but um I think I think I'll be all right it just makes you realize how you have to be careful yeah, we talk about it all the time, don't I'm we? A, but now a, you have an excuse when you start hooking the ball into the woods on the golf course. You, <laughs> you blame it on their knee. Well, the, the, the golf course comes into this story before oh, it's over. It? So now the other ice pack on my same leg is <laughs> is is on my uh, foot and ankle because um, I've had a few bouts with gout over the years. Gout bouts? Okay. And so I've got little uh, gout in my toe, and uh, right. um, that usually came as a result of having a little too much fun at Mardi Gras, but uh, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been behaving Mardi pretty Gras well. Mardi Gras does last like two weeks, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I've, I've been behaving pretty well, so I don't know where this came from other than I um, just not drinking enough water. I think during this time of the right. year where it cools yeah. down a little bit, you're not motivated to drink, so it's more that type of thing. So, um, so that's okay, but 
Prior to that, the weather was beautiful, and I decided to go play a little golf. So me and okay. a buddy of mine went out to the very famous Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail and and went out and uh, decided to hit a few balls on the range, which we did, jumped in the golf cart, ran over to the first hole, teed off. Right. All of a sudden, I realized that I was missing one hearing aid. And um, because I just, I don't wear them all the time. I just wear them every now and then, right. mainly when the kids are around because those squeaky little voices, uh, <laughs> I have a hard time hearing. So, 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 but apparently, and I don't like sunglasses either, but for some reason I had sunglasses with a little wire catch behind them and I right, pulled the yeah. sunglasses off, I guess, at some point, the, the hearing aid flew. Oh, so no. 3000 bucks laying oh, out there whoa. somewhere on the Is there any way course. to find them? Like, can you... Track them down somehow? Well, with all of this, I know this sounds like a blues record. I mean, I know it sounds like, you know, it's <laughs> right. like, uh, and I would sing it for you, but, you, you know, we don't want everybody to turn off the radio. <laughs> right. But so, so I said, well, what the heck? I called out there and said, by chance, did anyone turn in one? No, sir, I'm sorry. Well, take my number. I'm sure I'll never hear from you. Right. Hour later, I get a call from him and said, hey, we found your hearing aid. Come on, drop by and pick it up. Wow. At the at the clubhouse? Yeah. So I, I have it, and, and I, I had that on voicemail, so I haven't really, uh, you know, I'm going there as soon as the show's over with. Right. And um, be able to say, you know, hey, where did you find this thing? Because we, we backtracked and tried to find it, look all yeah, over the place. Yeah. Couldn't find it, you know. Uh, you know, um, slam my um, driver into the ground like I often do. And uh, <laughs> and so, so anyway, uh, so I'll go by and... The other uh, little ailments, they'll be fine in a day or two, so not a right. problem. But the other little challenge is I'm going out to get get the hearing aid from the uh, pro shop. Right. Well, the pro shop is elevated about 18 feet. And I don't know if they have an elevator there feet. or not. Yeah, yeah because they want to get a, a nice vista view right. of everything. And then they use the area underneath for storage of golf carts and things like that. So I don't know if they have an elevator there, but I'm thinking <laughs> I will just pull up to where you drop your golf bag off at the bag right. drop yeah, there you go. and just call them and say, Hey, I'm I'm down at the backdrop. Could you bring me my hearing aid and a sleeve of balls? You know, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> I bet you dropped it on a cart path or parking lot. Because if it was on the grass, how would anybody see it? it? Had to be on a hard surface. Well, that's I'm what guessing. I thought. Or or when I flipped the, the, that off, maybe it fell in the back of the golf cart or something. I looked all over right, the golf cart, right. but maybe when they were cleaning it and everything, they found it. But thank you, Robert Trent Jones Golf Course, for holding on to that. And and I'm glad I don't need them all the time. I just like I yes, said, mainly when the yeah. grandkids are around. So well, I'm I, glad you found it because like you said they are i had a friend of mine who jumped in the lake and forgot he had his hearing aids in and that oh, was it yeah. you know once they yep. sit to the bottom of the lake that's it there's some story out there about um somebody that his wife kept getting in the shower with the aids uh so they put a sign that right. said aids with a red slash across it right and put it on their shower door okay, okay. nice little reminder and everything well the maid that was working in the house got very upset um, you know, she, she, she had, you know, spoken broken uh, English and so forth. But when she saw the word AIDS with right. a slash across it, it brought about a whole new concern that she has on what, what in, in the house and all that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad I gotten, um, gotten past all of that. It sounds like a, um, so sob story, but it's just kind of funny that I'm sitting here with two ice bags on my leg. One uh, hearing aid and two ice bags. What's going yeah, on in so your world? It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's, that, it's, that in retirement can be rough. It's rough. It's rough out here. <laughs> I'm just glad you get hurt hurt more badly on that ladder because we talk about it all the time. You know, those ladders are no joke when you start falling off. I mean, if you're only up three or four feet, you know, it, it, it can, you know, you can break something very easily. So and I'm glad that your helper grabbed the cabinet, not you. 
Like, yeah, what, no, uh, what oh, is he, that? Yeah. Oh, well, he looked, he said, okay, well, what weighs the most, Danny? That cabinet. <laughs> I'm going for the cabinet. <laughs> it was clear. It was clear. He backed up a little bit, you know. So, <laughs> Let uh, him fall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we also wanted to remind you that this week is Weatherize Your Home Week here at Today's Homeowner. You can find some great weatherization tips from Duck Brand and Today's Homeowner at todayshomeowner.com slash weatherize. I also want to share with you uh, 10 common remodeling mistakes that people make. You know, a lot of times maybe something doesn't turn out quite right. It's always good to go back and go, well, what happened along the way? We have 10 very common ones we're going to sprinkle out through this hour of today's homeowner radio to maybe alert you on things that you don't want to do. Matter of fact, Joe, let's dig into that right now. And oh, sure. uh, right why don't ahead. you uh, take off on the first one and, uh, and, and let us know some of the things we shouldn't do. Okay, this one might seem pretty obvious, but people, this is a survey, and people were saying that they forgot to do this, not paying attention to the finishes on exterior wood. Typically, it's painted or stained, especially the painted ones. You know, we're talking about porch posts and door trim, fences, gates, anything like that. If you don't maintain the finish, what's going to happen? Of course, the wood will start to rot. And then you'll go from a relatively simple, inexpensive repair to a much more expensive repair because you have to start replacing those parts. I know it's kind of a pain in the neck to go out there two or three times a year and check it and scrape it and repaint it. But the hour or so it's going to take to do that will save you a lot of time and trouble in the end. Well, you know, the other thing about that, a lot of times people will repair or their building or whatever. They put a coat of primer on, which is a great idea. Then they come back and put the first coat of paint on it and go, hey, this looks pretty good. We don't need a second coat. Always do. What people don't realize is it's like putting on another jacket. You know, it's like, you know, you got your T-shirt and your shirt on, but you're going outside. You need to put on one more jacket. Well, that's what that extra layer and that millage will protect it against the weather. We're going to share... Nine more of these of our 10 common remodeling mistakes coming up during this hour. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. So proud of all of the wonderful radio stations all over the country that air the Today's Homeowner Radio Show each and every week, including WMFCAM 99.3 and Monroeville, Alabama. Beautiful little town there in Alabama. We appreciate everybody around that area listening to us. We've gotten a lot of emails from you over the years. And keep them coming. You can send us an email at todayshomeowner.com slash ask or pick up the phone anytime 800-946-4420 and give us a call on the today's homeowner hotline right now we're going back to the hotline noli from alabama is on the line noli welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house there okay thanks um i have an old countertop my house was built in the 80s 85 i think was when it was but um the countertops were they're not the roll bar or anything like that and they've got the laminate glued on top and the back sealed with um, caulk and stuff like that. But over the years, water has seeped up under there, and it's kind of black now. <laughs> it is black there, mm-hmm. a lot, especially mm-hmm. at the sink. It's really mainly at the sink, behind the sink. So what can I do to – is there anything I can do to get that out or kill that or make it not be that black? <laughs> um, what what color countertop do you have? 
It's like an almond. Well, well, I'll tell you what, you know, you, um, I mean, the easiest thing certainly is try to remove as much of the caulking as you can using a putty knife and a, maybe a um, razor knife and just cut as much of that as you can out, kind of peel out as much as you can. You want to make sure it's nice and dry in there, just like when you're recalking a tub or a shower, you take the caulk out uh-huh. and make sure it's nice and dry. So maybe using a hair dryer just to kind of um, use it kind of as a heat gun to make sure that's all dry. Then you can um, go to a place. Now, um, Home Depot will have cabinet grade level caulk that you can use um, in a variety of colors. They'll have almond, they'll have bone, they'll have colors that are very, very similar to what you have. And then after you know that it's nice and dry, and I'll tell you, at, for an abundance of caution, I'd also consider spraying some antimicrobial spray on it, not bleach, but it's a antimicrobial spray that's available, um, again, at Home Depot. And you just spray that on there, let it dry, and that'll kill all of the mold or mildew spores in there and will keep killing it. Again, you want it dry after you do that. Then recaulk it with a caulk that um, is very similar to the color of your um, countertop, and I I Uh think you'll be in in good shape by doing that Uh, as long as things haven't deteriorated. If it's starting to get a little spongy, then you need to start thinking about a countertop pretty soon. Yeah, I would love to have some of the ones that I've seen y'all do on the uh, TV show, but they're kind of pricey, I think, especially that marble and whatever yeah, it the, is. the granite and those kind of things. Granite. Now, now- now, the refinishing kits that we featured a couple times on the show from Deitch Coatings, um, that's pretty remarkable. That yeah, there's several different kinds that you can go with, and that would be another option for you to kind of um, explore that a little bit. Check out their website and some of their videos because it's, mm-hmm. it's way easier than you can imagine to apply that. Yeah, I've, I've watched that, too, and I've thought about that, too, and I thought, I don't know if I could do that either, but yeah, I could, you, you know. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it, though. I was just wondering how to kill that. So the antimicrobial spray, something like Correct. that. Correct. Uh-huh. There's there's one brand name that I'm more familiar with is Concrobium. Concrobium with a C. And just clean out that caulk and spray it in there. Let it let it dry, killing all of those spores. Maybe even do that one day and then caulk it the next. And uh, I think you'll be pretty satisfied with everything. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks for being on the show and have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Joe, you know, you can just visualize that, can't you? Can't you just see the the, um, black just comes through it and you scrub and you scrub and you scrub and say, what the heck is it? Well, it's coming in from the backside. So that um, uh, drying step is something a lot of people just don't get to. Right. And originally we had in our home, when we built the home, it was laminate, plastic laminate countertops, whatever that plastic laminate backsplash. And Noli's exactly right. Right behind the sink, there's very little room to clean back there. Sometimes you only have like an inch of space. And, and of course, water's always there. I'm surprised she didn't say that the that the um, backsplash hasn't swollen up because what happens oh, I know that, it. that particle board will, will soak up water, it'll swell, and there's nothing you can do. At that point, I would always recommend people just tear it off replace it with a new one or put in a stone or tile backsplash just to replace that old particle board one. Yeah, yeah. You can't let that go too far. You really have a problem on that. Hey, let's get right back to our emails. You can send us one anytime at todayshomeowner.com slash 
ass. This came in from Roger in Florida. I'm about to have a brand new asphalt shingle roof installed on my 1980s ranch style home. Is it a good idea to have the roofer add solar powered roof fans to cool down the attic? I'm looking for ways to reduce my monthly electric bill. Well, prior to putting a roof on like that, you certainly need to make sure that it is your attic is ventilated well. And Joe, you know, we go back to that same confusion that we have all of the time that, you know, um, if you have a, you know, solar powered exhaust fans are pretty cool and they work very well. Right. Yeah. But if it's drawing, if it doesn't have air to pull from the outside, then it's right. really probably doing you more harm than good because it'll actually create a positive pressure pulling from the living area, which you don't want. So I, I think they really need to uh, look closely um, at talking to the roofer about the options, because if it's a ranch style home, then those are very conducive and works very well to have the ridge venting. But right. then you have the, the issue of, is there enough air intake it's a, it's always a struggle to try to explain this to someone, but a, a good progressive residential roofer, uh, they've studied up on this and they know exactly what to recommend on the particular house. Yeah, especially the ridge vents because they're the ones that are installing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems counterproductive that why would I need other vents if I have a powered vent blowing air out of my roof, out, out from under my roof? Well, because Air's got to be coming in first. You want fresh air coming in in order for it to exhaust. First of all, you're creating almost a vacuum and you'll wear out any kind of motor, even a solar-powered one. So if you can't put soffit vents, you could maybe put gable vents, which are on the end of the house, but you have to have fresh air come in. And that's regardless of whether you have powered vents or not. Um, that's the great thing about the soffit vents and the ridge vents is that there's no mechanical device involved. It's just air flowing in and flowing out. There's something that's kind of cool about using solar power to cool your attic. Think about it. I mean, the solar right. the, the the solar heat gain is what's heated up the attic anyway. <laughs> In the first and place. So right. Now you're using. I mean, it's just like pitting uh, brothers against each other or something. It's a kind of, <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird analogy. But anyway, hey, we've been sharing with you a few of the ten most common remodeling mistakes. Joe, we shared the first one already and talked a, a little bit about um, how it's important to make sure you seal up that outside wood that you might be working right. with so that it lasts a long time. It's not affected by the weather. What's number two on our list? Number two is flushing flushable wipes down the toilet. These are becoming more and more popular. Um, and there are some that are flushable and some that aren't. And they still recommend plumbers and any homeowner that's had this issue. Do not do don't flush them. Just do not flush. Unlike toilet paper, which will eventually break down, these flushable wipes are pretty strong. Like they're stronger than paper towels. If you pull them, you know, you have to use some force to tear them. And so they can plug up a toilet faster than almost anything. So even though they're sold as flushable, do not flush them. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a snake trying to clear out your toilet. Well, now, uh, the septic tank guys say it's perfectly fine to do that because it builds them up good job security. <laughs> they can they, they, they can, pop, they can yeah, pump them They get out, to right? regularly yeah. visit yeah. you to yeah. to clear all that out. But no, that's that's not true. Don't don't use that. Don't use that at all. Hey, you know, another one uh, on number three here, I placed my a barbecue grill too close to the house and it's warped and melted my vinyl. I have siding. seen that. Yeah. I have seen that. And that can be pretty, pretty bad. That can end up with a very vicious fire as well. But I remember... We built this amazing cabana out by a pool and a cooking station. Everything was fine. Right. Uh, but he really wanted, um, you know, it in the 
pretty close proximity. We said, hey, this is getting pretty close. Yeah, right. And he had one of the wheel around smokers, too. And yeah. he got it too close. The regular kitchen was fine, but he got it too close. And that was a pretty embarrassing call for him to make on Monday right. morning to say, you got any extra vinyl siding like you put on my house? So. <laughs> There's nothing sadder than seeing vinyls that have been melted off a house. I'm not sure why, but it just looks so sad, just dripping off the side of your house. There's no repairs coming with that. Hey, we're going to take a short break here on today's Homeowner Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about how important it is to keep that water out of your basement or any lower area of your home. All of that and a whole lot more coming at you here on today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my buddy Joe Truini. And it's time for our best new product segment, brought to you by the Home Depot, how doers get more done. You know, nothing ruins a family gathering or a meal faster than annoying flying insect buzzing around the food and your guest. That universal distaste for these pests led the folks at Zevo to develop their brand new indoor flying insect trap. The trap attracts flying insects like houseflies, fruit flies, and gnats with specially designed blue and ultraviolet LED lights. Once they're in the trap, the pests are captured by an adhesive backing that's contained in a cartridge so you never have to touch the dead bugs. Just remove the cartridge and replace it with a brand new one as needed. So for more information on the Zevo Indoor Flying Insect Trap, log on to Home Depot. Dot com. You spend a lot more time inside, and the bugs will as well. So that's, that's one right. way to, to minimize their participation in family activities. I always feel bad for the bugs. They probably think they're going to a disco or something, some kind of <laughs> nightclub. You know, they see that ultraviolet light, like, let's oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Probably have a LED has a little music thumping in the background. It works <laughs> out well. Disco ball spinning around. <laughs> hey, let's get back to the Today's Homeowner Hotline. Linda is on the line with us uh, from Pennsylvania. Linda, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house. Well, I have a little problem with uh, leaking water around the foundation, uh-huh. and it leaks to the inside, um, finding this out after a storm. So I want to know the best um maybe the best ways to fix it around the entire, it goes down about seven feet. Um, so best ways to waterproof foundation. Okay. Well, um, you know, one of the things um, most of the time when you have ongoing um, water seepage issues, you do have to address it from the outside. Now, before I go over that, one step that we recommend a lot that has been successful is just to try it on the inside, which is much easier and much less expensive, uh, by simply cleaning the existing concrete um, block or poured walls and then go over it with two coats of a waterproofing material. And Mm. You know, if you do that, it'll close up the pores. And many times, if the hydrostatic pressure is not really strong, 
that'll take care of it. You never have to worry about it again. It's amazing how it changes the feel of that basement because of the, you know, it drying out and the humidity dropping down. However, if you do have a, a, you know, a situation where it's continuing to leak, then Joe, it's time to break out the excavator and um, a little bit of the uh, bitumen membrane in order to keep that waterproofing on. Yeah, Linda, unfortunately, you asked what is the very best way to keep water out of your foundation, and it is to do it from the outside, because obviously you're stopping your water before it's already passed completely through your wall. It is now in your basement, right? So um, there's lots of different ways. There's there's, there's a roll-on liquid rubber foundation sealant. Um, the very best for extreme cases, which you may have, the very best way is with, um, it's generically called like a dimpled membrane. It's essentially a plastic sheet that you put up that has dimpled, has a dimpled surface or it has um, vertical grooves in it. And the idea is any surface that's not completely flat will break the water pressure and the water will then try to seek um, uh, another route out. So it won't just continuously push against the wall and hits the dimpled or grooved surface. It'll just follow the dimples or the grooves down. So that is the absolute best way. Now, I saw a couple of your photographs and I see that you've got, it's been backfilled, but it hasn't been planted yet. There's no grass or anything on this dirt. So if that's still the case, you know, I, I would try it from the inside, see if that works. But before you start planting anything, it wouldn't be too terrible to pull off that raw dirt, have someone put in a waterproof membrane, and then put the dirt back. You know, if this was a, you know, an established lawn with bushes and everything else, I'm not sure, you know, I'd try that. But I guess I agree with Danny in this case to try the, doing the inside first. Is this a block or a poured concrete foundation? Um, I think it's a bit of both. Um, the entire house around the whole house needs to have this done. Right. And I'm not I'm not opposed to um, pulling it out, uh, pulling all the dirt out, okay. even though that, that area where I showed you was with the photo was about seven feet down right. that I would have to go all the way down. And I'm not worried this because it's going to be winter. I'll have to worry about the lawn next spring. I'm sure. really not worried about the grass. That's the least of the problem. Right. And well, if you have an opportunity to do it from the outside, that would absolutely yeah. do it. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, I think what I would recommend then is uh, get several several prices and really talk to people that maybe have um, had this work done. Get some really strong referrals and uh, really do some research on those two or three bids that you get because it's a one-shot deal. You do not ever want to do this right. again, but you can oh, be yeah. very successful in doing it and you're at the right stage. Stage, uh, as we're talking about with the ground. So, um, yeah, just uh, take your time, get a few bids on it, get everything in writing, make sure you're comfortable with whoever you're speaking with, and uh, that'll be the foolproof way of taking care That's of it. That's great. Linda, I just want to mention one thing. The, the dimpled membrane that I'm familiar with is called Delta MS, MS, like the state of Mississippi. Um, and if you went to deltams.com, I suppose you probably, you'll see a couple of videos and the product I'm talking about. And this is just one of the many types that are available, but that'll give you an idea of um, what we're discussing here. That's definitely what I want to do. Good. I appreciate your advice. Oh, All right, Linda. Well, thanks so much for being a part of the show and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Okay, our pleasure. Hey, we've been um, sharing with you 10 common remodeling mistakes. We're pointing out these common mistakes that people have made so that you don't make the same mistake. Joe, we've gotten down to number four. What do you have for us? We've talked about this in the past, haven't we, Danny? Brick is meant to breathe. That's right. People don't know that. And um, so that means that you shouldn't be painting brick. 
You want the trap moisture in the walls to pass through. And you also don't want to plug up weep holes, which are typically along the bottom of the wall, a brick wall, for the same reason, because if moisture gets behind there and it doesn't have a way out, guess what? Only bad things can happen. So do not paint the brick. It's supposed to breathe. And there is a product if you want to change the color of your brick. It's a mineral paint which you can put on, and it does allow the, the bricks to breathe. In fact, Danny, I think on your on the website, you've done plenty of videos for the TV show on those products, right? Yeah, we, we have, and boy, we were pretty impressed with it, but I never can remember how to pronounce the name. It's Roma Bio. It's like yeah, R-O-M-A-B-I-O, like Roma Bio, and I'm not uh -huh. even sure that's the correct pronunciation, but that's the way it's phonetically pronounced. Yeah, and, and they're they're good folks, too. They um, We worked with them on several television shows, and it is just amazing how you yeah. can change a house so quickly and when you know that it's continuing to breathe as masonry has to then it'll last a long long time hey we're going to take a short break when we come back i'm going to tell you about a helper in a tube when you need somebody to hold the other end of that board all of that and a whole lot more coming up right here on today's homeowner radio Today's homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com. And welcome back to today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Danny Lifford along with my buddy Joe Truini. And hey, I want to tell you about a new product from our friends at Tightbind. A little quick repair tip here using their brand new Tight Grab Plus. You know, many DIYers find themselves working alone on projects that could use more than two hands. There's lots of tricks to help you with these kind of projects, but there's also a product that may really be helpful. Now, there's some new adhesives that are designed to hold immediately. They can free up your hands while installing things. You know, one of the best I've seen is Tight Grab Plus from Tightbond. It's a very good construction adhesive that grabs instantly and holds permanently, even in vertical applications. Now, imagine putting up a piece of chair rail in your dining room, and it stays up while you grab your nail gun. And Tight Grab Plus holds so tightly and so permanently, you'll need fewer fasteners for those projects, if any at all. In fact, it only takes a two and a half inch bead of this adhesive to hold up one pound on a vertical surface. So as long as you have enough surface area on the item you're mounting, this stuff will hold it in place. It also won't become brittle once it dries and it works both inside and out. So to find out more about this pretty intriguing product, Tight Grab Plus, check out tightbond.com. So they're constantly, um, you know, researching and doing things. And now that we're kind of away from the pandemic a little bit, right, we're seeing yeah. a lot of products being developed and released. And uh, this is one that uh, we're testing right now and uh, feel very, very good about it. So um, I'd have to uh, check that out. But you can you can see we, we did some applied molding one time right. um, and used their, their other construction adhesive. And that worked great. So I can't yeah. imagine how well this will work in a situation like that. Especially on vertical surface, because, you know, often if you use a, a regular glue, it'll run down the wall, you know, and then you've got another problem. So uh, I've never really thought about glue as an engineered product, but it absolutely is. I mean, they have engineers working on glue, scientists working on glue to make sure that they uh, they just deliver exactly what you need to for specific jobs. There's not like one glue for everything anymore. And, and you know, I, I've gone through those labs before. That's a happy bunch of people. You know, they're they're in a closed room. And there's a lot of glue in there. 
and they're testing various glues, and they, I think they get a little loopy sometimes. It's kind of it's kind loopy. of yeah, it's kind of fun to, to hang around with them a little bit. Hey, let's go uh, grab an email here, okay. and you can send us one at todayshomeowner.com/slash ask. This came in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Margie asked, "We have a concrete patio out back that's um, about ten by twelve. It's uh, fifteen years old and looks awful. It's pitted, it's dirty, and has several hairline cracks. Wow, there's." That's what I see when I look in the mirror. Gee whiz. Come on now. Um, you have to get some of that quick grab caulk for your face, I, man. I, well, I think I might try what we're going to recommend here. I've okay. heard you talk about a resurfacing product that provides a smooth, brand-new-looking surface. Uh, would that work on an old patio that's very cracked? Yes. You're talking about um, Quick Reach product recap. Um, that's I've right, recap. It, yep. Many, many times. And if it has hairline cracks and it has a little bit, as long as you get it clean, um, you know, and follow all of the instructions that come along with recap, uh, it should work extremely well for you. Um, however, if any of these cracks pass all the way through the slab, that means that slab is going to move way more than anything that can hold it together. It'll have to be removed. But from what you're saying, it sounds like a pretty traditional type of um, surface that um, can be greatly improved by recap. Yeah, the only thing I want to add, Danny, is Margie says that it's also pitted. Um, and what they recommend with recap is when you mix it, if you mix just a little bit slightly thicker than the, the resurfacing product, if you mix it a little thicker, you can use it as a patching product. And so you'd want to fill in those pitted areas, you know, just to level them with the surface first and then mix the rest of the re recap as recommended. So you can just float it out over and, and it, what you end up with essentially looks like a brand new freshly poured surface. Exactly. Hey, one more email here from Champaign, Illinois. Stuart writes in, hello, gentlemen. Who, who's he talking I guess he hadn't met us. Wow. Huh. I guess he, I guess. He, um, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, hello, gentlemen. I really enjoyed listening to your show each weekend. Thanks for all the great advice. Four months ago, I built a brand new pressure treated deck off the back of our house. I took your advice and bought the very best kill dried treated lumber I could find. My question is, should I apply finish to the raw pressure treated lumber? The guy at the lumber yard said, nah, it's not needed. Uh, what do you think? And uh, if I apply a finish, what should I use? Well, you know, technically, you don't have to. Um, and it's going to last a long time since it's pressure treated, but it's just not going to look as good as you right. want it to look. Now that it's been out in the weather like this and etched a little bit, even though it's been killed dried, um, the, which great that you did that. You'll be glad you did because you're going to have so little checking and so forth on it. But if you'll go ahead and clean it, you can clean it manually or you can use a pressure washer, get it nice and clean, nice and dry. And we recommend a semi-transparent deck stain that'll soak into the pores of the wood, protect it, and keep it looking good for a long, long time. And remember what you use, because you'll want to use it again in three or four years after that. Hey, you're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We've got a lot more information to share with you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our simple solution. Joe, what do you have for us this hour? All right, Danny, when fixing a split chair rail, a cracked baluster, or anything like that, it's often difficult to apply glue because the crack is so tight. 
And if you don't want, you have to be careful. You don't want to wedge it open so much that you crack it even more. So here's the simple solution. What you want to do is slip a thin blade screwdriver into the crack just to open it up a little bit, then squeeze in as much glue as you can. And, and this is the real trick, get a length of dental floss and work it back and forth through the crack to distribute the glue. This way you can get glue all the way through the joint because obviously if you don't get enough glue in there, it's not going to help much. Pull out the dental floss, pull out the screwdriver. It'll close up nice and tight. If necessary, you can clamp it and of course, wipe away any excess glue. Boy, I can see where that would work really well with that um, kind of fabric of the dental floss pulling it yeah. back in there. Great. Another great simple solution. Another thing we're sharing with you uh, are 10 common remodeling mistakes. We're down to number five. Joe, what do we have for number five? This one, yeah, I like this one. He says, a neighbor hired someone to remove a tree from his yard, <laughs> but the contractor, in quotes, was not insured or licensed. Near as I can tell, he was just a dude with a chainsaw. I think mm. I've seen, I think he worked in my neighborhood, this guy. Oh, boy. Um, so, of course, what happened is the tree fell on the house, damaged the roof, and took out the electricity to the neighborhood. Um, and the, then the real sad part is the neighbor's, the neighbor's insurance company wouldn't cover the cost of the damage because... He hired someone that was not insured. Danny often said he was a contractor insured for many years. He was proud of paying those insurance premiums. That's so right. always ask if someone is licensed and insured. Absolutely. They're not going to hold back on that. Hey, number six, last fall, somebody forgot to disconnect the garden hose from the spigot and the water in the hose and faucet pipe froze. We got a big surprise waterfall in our basement. Joe, number seven. My toilet started running intermittently <laughs> and then more and more frequently. So I put off fixing the problem for a few weeks. Then I got my water bill. It was $550. Oh, there you it's go. It's normally 500 And that's why you don't put off plumbing repairs. Yeah, normally it's 50 you meant to say. 550 Normally yeah. it's 50 and yeah, that can be remedied 50. so easy by um, checking out some of the products right. from fluidmaster.com. Right. Hey, number eight, I, got, I put eggshells down my garbage disposal, which seemed harmless enough, but um, eventually... All those little tiny bits of shells solidified like concrete and clogged my drain. You can't do that. That, that. that garbage disposal is an amazing machine, but you just can't keep putting things down. You have to maybe eggshells better really to go into the garden than That's in the right. garbage disposal. Because of all, all the right. calcium. Yeah, the calcium. Right, Joe, what's next on number nine? I forgot to clean the condensate line in our central air conditioning unit. The line got clogged. The pan overflowed. Water leaked behind the drywall and into the adjacent room where it ruined the flooring. So that, that was going on for quite a while. We often talk about how important it is to clean those condensate lines. Probably should check them at least twice a year. Yeah, and that can really cause a lot of problems. And it's so easy just to pour that cup of bleach or vinegar down to prevent right. that buildup. Also, one of the last ones here on our um, 10 common mistakes is we owned our home for 10 years and never cleaned the gutters. Then the gutter directly above a bay window became clogged with leaves and debris. Water poured out of the gutter and onto the bay window and then leaked behind the window where it started to rot the wall sheathing and framing. We eventually had to spend over $10,000 to replace the bay window and Whoa. surrounding walls. Wow. So, you know, a lot of these things that we're talking about point to just regular maintenance and it can build up on you and get a little overwhelming. But just chop away at a few of the tasks to maintain your home, like cleaning the gutters, your air conditioner condenser line. And a lot of those you can go to todayshomeowner.com slash four seasons and see our four different seasonal lists that will serve as a reminder of things that you may need to be doing around your house so that it doesn't cost you a lot more money later on. 
Well, that's going to pretty much wrap up the first hour of today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Danny Lifford, along with my buddy Joe Truini. We really appreciate you spending some of your busy weekend with us here on today's Homeowner Radio. We'll see you soon.